Ready! One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, y'all Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related on this bright <laughs> eve. <laughs> this is a Mick podcast where two lucky leprechauns slide down a rainbow while eating gluten-free Lucky Charms, Ooh. landing in a pot of gold, which, of course, this podcast is made of. And we shout slauncha as we do shots of Jameson Irish whiskey. I'm sorry. Is it St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Did it? No. When? Uh, it would be yesterday when the show comes out. <laughs> I knew it was soon because there was one of those bar crawls, which, by the way, definitely the St. Patrick's Day bar crawl is what made COVID really spread in Philly two years ago. <laughs> and so... It fills me with a sort of dread. Um, but, yeah, why is everyone on a bar crawl always an asshole? You could say, yeah, because they're drunk, but they seem like assholes from the moment they start their bar crawl. Do only terrible people go on bar crawls? It could be, yeah. I would like to believe that. Is Even part of a bar crawl that, like, you're carrying your friends along with you and maybe, like, people who have friends just go to the bar a- with their friends? Oh, so you actually meant that, like, the act of caring was part of it as no. a joke. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I assume you go with your friends, and then you're supposed to, like, go to a select group of bars, and then, like, you and a bunch of strangers just hop between those bars or some shit? I don't know. Me neither. I never want to go in a bar unless it looks like almost no one is there. Anyway. Yeah. It's a shame. Because oh, that's, like, bad for a bar, but it's that's the bar that we want to go to. <laughs> No, my favorite bar in Philly closed down. It was a bar that, like, no Gen Zs ever went to. Barely millennials went. And I could always get a seat. And the wine was only $9. Kathy and I went uh, to a bar that's kind of, like, right down the street from me. And nobody was ever there except the bartender. And occasionally, you know, like, a homeless person would wander in or... Like That's a couple so of a couple of out of town people would come in and be like, "So, where's like the hot spot?" And we're like, <laughs> "I don't think there is one." <laughs> <laughs> now that hardware bar is a Dollar Tree. <laughs> um, man, I have so many things to say that aren't related to the show. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. But let me cut myself up and say, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know. <laughs> no, you didn't used to know any of that. Um, Pete, I would say, how are you? But if you want, you can just continue saying something about bars since we were, like, mid-conversation. <laughs> oh, no. And then um, Donahue's closed, came back as an Irish pub. Oh. Uh, you, if you couldn't tell from my intonation, that was uh, air-quoted. And now I think it's, like, a Mexican restaurant or something. Oh, it's not even a bar? That's no, it's expected. not even a bar. Okay. Yeah, they have like they had the St. Patrick's Day parade this past weekend, and uh, I was like, "Gosh, there's like four bars to go to," and there was a time when there was like ten bars to go to. Yeah, well, it's where I really see a lot of bars at a time. And weird shit. But I mean, you know, short of not having a place to drink, (laughs) except my home, uh, the week's been okay. I got an ice cream cake. Yeah. It is. It was. Not it is his birthday yesterday. (laughs) 
and uh, I I got just under the wire. I got an ice cream cake. So the day was going, and I was like, you know what? It's okay that I didn't get an ice cream cake because I got another kind of cake. And you know, you also don't need an ice cream cake. You're turning <laughs> now. I'm turning 45 years old. Um, so no, you're not. I know, but <laughs> I for a minute I was like, are you? Every time. I was telling my girlfriend about this. Every time I turn a like a year older, I always think I'm the next year older. So you're gonna be forty three. So this was my forty my fortieth birthday because I turned thirty nine. Oh, that's a lot more years. <laughs> oh, you're forty. I didn't know that. Not that that matters. No, I'm not forty. I'm forty next Wait, year. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll have to buy you a grander gift for that because that's a more depressing age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get one of those over the hill oh. things with, uh, you know, with death on them, with the sickle and everything. <laughs> when Cassie said you were gonna be fifty, because I'm a moron, I went like, "No, he's not." Like totally not even realizing that was like obviously supposed to be like a dramatic joke. You don't look fifty, but. I don't know what age anyone is anymore. The moment I turned 33, time was an illusion. <laughs> I and, think I'm 37 uh, all the time now, but I'm not. I... Oh, yeah, because you're 38? Six. Six. I went oh, the wrong boy. direction. Yeah, no, if I thought about it, if I closed my eyes to think about it, I would have gone in the right direction. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my coworkers asked how old I was going to be, and I told them I was going to be 75 and that I was going to retire next week. And That's adorable. Uh, they just laughed and laughed. It's but fun. luckily, I'm not 75 years old because the elevator is broken at work. So we've been tromping up and down six flights of stairs for work. And, you know, like, I'm kind of like, like it's at, a, it's at around the fourth floor when I'm just like, this is unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, I, I was like, if I lived in New York City, I would probably die. And sometimes people, like, I had to, <laughs> this is, this is, I just sometimes like to give you guys, listeners, a peek into my brain. I was like, man, if I lived in New York City, I would die. I can't do six flights of stairs. There's more flights of stairs <laughs> in New York City. And then I thought, Pete, you should get out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's okay to do more than six flights of stairs. And then I thought, no. No. <laughs> I live on the 14th floor, and at least three times I had to go up and down them because we lost power. And I almost had an asthma attack two times. And then after that, I was like, wow, this is good exercise. Maybe on days I don't go to yeah. the gym, walk up the stairs. <laughs> Fuck no, I don't do that. It's disgusting. No, I have done that in this when building. Gone up, oh. gone up 11 because I'm on the second floor and it goes up to 12. So I've gone up 11 flights of stairs, but for some reason, six flights is really a lot harder. And I think my, it might be because I'm going to work. It's like, you don't yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, the cow that's walking to get shot in the head so it can be turned into meat. It's like, that, yeah. that cow is not enjoying the walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. That totally makes sense. Um, and then on Monday, I canceled my class. I didn't cancel my class. I offered a Zoom option 10 minutes before the class started, knowing that up. kids would walk in the building and go, I don't feel like walking up six points of stairs for that class. <laughs> I like it. And about half of them joined on Zoom. 
um, and half of them showed up in person. That was just kind of like, that wasn't a big deal. (laughs) But then today I didn't. And a couple of them that didn't come before were like, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was funny because like one of them is a track person and I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) I mean, when I was in college, as we might have known for previous episodes, I used to eat fast breaks, which is a Reese's candy bar that I thought was an energy bar for some reason for breakfast. And I would just, like, eat entire pizzas, then sleep for 12 hours midday. Like, college people have no, there's no rhyme or reason to their day. So I would also mm-hmm. be with it. They probably all are struggling with the freshman 15 and <laughs> eating a bunch of macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Marissa's college life was so exciting based <laughs> on just that. <laughs> I just ate a lot. Oh, no, no, no. My college life is I ate a lot, uh, and I was being courted by someone on the internet on a different time zone. Mm. So I would stay up till 7 a.m., have an 8 a.m. class where I couldn't say real words, then sleep until 9 p.m., then eat a bunch of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then her grad school life was being recognized at the subway for getting cookies all the time. To my undergrad, yeah, actually, uh, there was so much eating. There was also a, a year where all I ate twice a day was frosted mini wheats. Yeah, God, the year from heaven. <laughs> um, but also, let's add that no one invited me to parties in college. They just would every Halloween, everyone would come to my room, ask me to give them clothes since I dressed all weird and shit, and make them outfits, but not invite me to the party they were going to. And so I just made all my friends on the streets. <laughs> Literally. Safe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's up to say, but I just woke up and my mind is so not okay. I don't know what's happening. So. Lucky for us, you can straighten that mind out while you talk about a topic today. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you need a... You need a- So, Marissa, for an icebreaker, um, I was listening. Oh, now, oh, I was watching this thing on Netflix. This is very, very, like, not focused on the actual topic. But a guy was like, oh, look at my yearbook. And um, and I was wondering, do you have any superlatives from anything, like, in school? Like, were you most likely to blank or yeah. most blank? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me what he said. No, no, it was that was very, very loose. Just person with a yearbook, and I thought, oh, superlative. Oh. That would make a fun icebreaker. <laughs> I wanted, in my mind, to be best dressed because I took a lot of chances. Chances but, don't pay off in the yearbook, man. Yeah, but also, like, I remember that, like, one day, I would, like, come in a full gothic Lolita outfit, which, by the way, I had glued together because I didn't know how to sew. So once I came with a lace skirt and I had glued all the lace to it, and then it started coming off part of the way through. Uh, yeah, it would take a lot of chances. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, my phone is going crazy. Um, but then also, the same as I am now, like, I don't want to wake up early. So on days I didn't take chances... I would wake up, wear the shirt I slept in, and just come like a scumbag. And I think once I, like, showed up to school and realized I had, like, either 
toothpaste or like just I don't know fucking bug <laughs> so uh best dress <laughs> yeah and uh so I was too inconsistent and uh I mean I was quietly funny like mm-hmm. Once, but like no one would expect it and it wasn't consistent. Once I had to make a video that was like, introduce yourself to the class. And it blew everyone's mind because it was like, that girl who don't talk funny. But like, that was it. I never then talked for the rest of the class. <laughs> so like, I couldn't be the funny. My greatest so, performance is over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if anything, I could have been the most aggressively Christian. <laughs> But, I wasn't voted that, but I could have been. Were you voted anything? No, I didn't talk to anyone. I was called the girl who never smiles by one person. <laughs> I had like four friends, and I was full of rage. No one was my friend. I mean, except for like four people. I don't know what. I don't know if it was fourth grade or fifth grade. I feel like it might. No, maybe it was third. I remember the teacher, but I'm trying to remember what grade I actually had her as a teacher. And, um, like, nobody voted on anything, but she gave us all one of these things. And I guess in third grade, it's like, oh, that's what older kids get. Like a superlative of some sort. And so, um, so I guess she thought it was cool, but I don't think she realized she'd have to give one to every single kid. Oh. So I got... (sighs) Oh. And, like... (laughs) I don't like it already. Like, this can do a lot to a person who's oh, no. trying to figure out who they are and stuff. But chameleon. <laughs> I got most studious, um, and I was like, like if you could imagine me, like, I, I of course didn't say this, but I was kind of like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be fair, I was in a Catholic school, so there really wasn't, like, maybe one of the reasons your teachers didn't try this is because you were probably in bigger schools. Um, So there would have been too many (laughs) kids to apply labels to. But I remember I was like, what what does studious mean? Which is, by definition, like, the opposite. Like, the studious kid shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... but yeah, I remember she was just like, well, you, you study a lot. And I'm like, yeah, what that's the f- not a- That's like, I, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's like I best trier. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel any better. Every Though I got no superlatives, every year I get an award for not missing school. Because apparently my parents were sick, <laughs> I guess. So I was a fucking dweeb. Also, just to add to what a bunch of fucking dweebs we are. And if I r- surround myself with dweebs. My boyfriend was not only, I just found out, not only a high school valedictorian, he was the, I don't even know if they call it this, he was the middle school valedictorian. <laughs> I was like, what a nerd. <laughs> so my point is, you're surrounded by nerds, Pete. It's good company. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Those superlatives. I don't want to get anything unless I'm most sexy. Am I right? Absolutely. Uh, oh, you, I was going to ask for an icebreak. You just did it. <laughs> Speak about the most. I'm going to talk about hell. <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe what? Skype cut out. What were you saying? Speaking of the most sexy? 
No, no, just the most. Okay, so you're saying the... <laughs> so was it a joke? I thought this was the transition. <laughs> yeah, it is. Speaking of most sexy. No, speaking of most. So let's most. go back a, a few minutes here. When you said, I don't want one unless I win most sexy. Yeah, I said that. Was that a joke? Of course it was a joke. Why would a child... Oh, yeah, want- now it's a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a joke. I'm sorry. No, that's no, I leaned into it because I thought it was part of your transition. So. No, no, that was a joke. Otherwise, I would have laughed. Okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking of Euphoria, and how that's all any of those women, kids would win. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Best most... nose candy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it... No, no, you're one of them with coke. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, speaking of the most, the most uncomfortable shoes are generally shoes designed for women or those who identify as women. Mm. Yeah? Okay, thank anybody, you. Anybody can wear them. Yeah, anyone can wear them, yeah. but like, like dubbed <laughs> women. If anybody's okay. like, I really want an uncomfortable shoe to wear today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, let me explain this topic and why I'm doing it. Before you get to that, I do want to say, sometimes when I'm looking for shoes, I lose track of where the male shoes end and the ladies' shoes start. And I go, oh, I like that pair of shoes, <laughs> like sneakers. And then I'm like, yeah. dang it, they're women's shoes. And yeah. Why, why do we have to assign gender shoes anymore? <laughs> I, but, um, not but, but I do remember um, this guy I was, I was hanging out with. He was from another country and he was just studying here. And just styles a little different in Korea. And I don't know. I feel like there's not such a... People are not seeking to be so fucking like, oh, masculine. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up with women's Doc Martens, definitely, like sandals, which I don't care, they look cute on him. <laughs> um, but I felt bad because I feel like people would make fun of him because people are mean. And I don't think he knew there were women's Doc Martens. But not that it mattered. But I think he bought it unknowingly. I don't think he was, like, being like, I don't give a shit. I think he just was like, I don't know how they organize their shoes here. I don't know. Anyway, guys, I am veering off the path. Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I got a text from my friend and sometimes listener, uh, Teresa, the other day. And she goes, are you that person who owns red bottoms? Which red bottoms are Christian Louboutin shoes? And she was like, I'm thinking of buying a pair, but I wanted to ask how they fit and how comfortable they are. And this is also, by the way, I'm not, I can't afford them. This is not a humble brick. I didn't buy them. Someone yeah. else bought them for me. I will never buy them. I can never justify that. <laughs> anyway, need to get that out of the way. Um, and the thing is, I also have a wedding. <laughs> what? What's funny? Uh, are you the person that I know who has red bottoms? Only if you hit me hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to a wedding soon. And it sounds like from very affluent people. And I was like, oh, I never have reason to wear those shoes because I never want to wear those shoes. Like, I only wear those shoes to very fancy things. And I was like, maybe I'll wear them. But then I was like, fuck, they're uncomfortable. 
can I then take them off and like dance barefoot half half of the way? And I went to a wedding a couple months ago and I wore them. Also, I wore a dress that required me to wear two pairs of Spanx. And I acted like a fucking diva. And my boyfriend had to escort me arm in arm to the bathroom to get food to everything because I had so many Spanx and I could barely walk in my shoes. So I don't <laughs> want that again. And then um, I'm trying to explain to this girl about comfort levels. And then I realized she's like, how's the sizing? And I also realized I had to buy two sizes different. Like, that made no sense. Like, sometimes I'm between two sizes. Yeah. Or maybe in three sizes different. You should never, like, be a size eight and then, like, you have to get a nine and a half just because it's a luxury shoe. Um, So the point of that is I realized, like, what? Why why are these shoes so expensive? But, like, they're so uncomfortable, and I need to, like, write an essay about how hard it is to buy a pair. Um, and if you're not familiar with Red Bottoms, again, I'm not bragging. I actually don't even, like, talk about these much because I don't want to seem obnoxious. And it was a gift and a gift that I'm never going to, like, ask for again. But a pair of heels was, like, $800 or something. Um, so I was just like, what the fuck is with women who's being so fucking uncomfortable? So, can we was, get can we get you know just for the shoe people out there you know the horny ones can we get an idea of how high the shoes are? Ooh, um, price. They had way higher, but because I'm not good at wearing heels, I right. think I might have got a three and a, maybe a four inch, which is a really high to me. Yeah, or three and a half, four. But like, I'm just imagining you Bambi walking to the bathroom and thinking, you know, how yeah. how high are these things? <laughs> We had to buy a more expensive pair. I mean, but because (laughs) I had to buy one with a platform built in because the ones without a platform built in make your shoe, your foot go at such a stark angle. It's like fucked up. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But it was like, yeah. Anyway, so let's start off with a quote by Christian Louboutin in a 2012 interview. By the way, Pete, this quote is what made me think I did this topic already and I don't think I did this topic but I think I did once do the topic of like why are women who wear high heels considered more attractive or something do you remember that that sounds vaguely familiar okay so I do overlap with that slightly but I caught myself part of the way through and this is not me repeating a topic (laughs) but Christian Limitown said people say I'm the king of painful shoes I don't want to create painful shoes, but it is not my job to create something comfortable. I try to make high heels as comfortable as they can be, but my priority is design, beauty, and sexiness. I'm not against them, but comfort is not my focus. So, that does, of course, like, okay, he doesn't say they're comfortable. So, I kind of want to know how these shoes became so iconic in the first place, but that's not what this topic is about. So, According to a survey conducted by Long Tall Sally, who is a global retailer, yeah, I know, a global retailer of fashion and footwear, uh, their survey showed that more than 80% of women in the U.S. wear uncomfortable shoes during during the day at least once a month, uh, and 41% of women wear painful shoes at least four times a month. Uh, 44% of women worldwide go at least two evenings a month in shoes that they know will hurt their feet. And 
40% of American women own shoes that they know they can't walk in, but they wear them anyway. Uh, the poll also reports that the average woman claims she can last just two hours in painful shoes before taking action. Uh, in these scenarios, once they become too painful, more than half of the ladies worldwide would opt for dancing or walking in bare feet, while a third would carry a spare pair of comfortable shoes in their handbag to swap. 14% of women have even cut a night short because they couldn't stand the pain. I will say for this upcoming wedding, I was like, do I wear these really nice shoes and do I pack an extra pair of shoes? And then I was like, what's my problem? Yeah. And then when I'm thinking of finances, it's like, I just spent hundreds of dollars on these shoes and now I got to buy another pair that are comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so more women or, or female identifying people than men suffer pain from their footwear, according to podiatric surveys. And more, uh, and similarly, more women than men say they'll suffer for the sake of their shoes. A few years ago, um, there were actually apparently stories, I've never heard of this, but I believe it, stories of women getting quote-unquote pinky tucks, uh, which was a toe-shortening uh, toe-shortening surgery so their feet could fit their shoes. That's gross. I don't like that. You said you like that? I don't like that. Oh. oh, That'd be weird. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, cut off that pinky toe. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Zinkin, who is a spokeswoman spokeswoman for the... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Carrie Zinkin, who is a spokesman for the American Podiatric Medical Association states, women's shoes are made tighter, they're meant to fit tighter around the toes and the heel. They're made to make your foot look as slim as possible. Um, I know a lot of women's shoes are uncomfortable, but I just assumed, like, if you don't spend a lot... Well, until I tried on Louboutins, I just assumed the cheaper the shoe, the less comfortable because they probably don't try as much to match the correct sizing mm-hmm. but yeah i guess i guess louboutins prove that yeah it's just about the style they want to make women look like they have tiny sleek feet and uh, they don't care if you hurt that's creepy um though. yeah no <laughs> uh oh, just for a little bit of- oh what tiny sleek feet you have yeah <laughs> that's gross don't say that <laughs> all the better to eat you with what <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about women's shoes because I'm just like, I don't understand. Wear flat shoes. Uh, well, I'll get to that. Good. In, okay. Uh, for some <laughs> history, the first high-heeled shoes were worn in the 15th century in Venice. Some say um, they were worn by aristocratic women as a status symbol, while others say they were worn to keep feet dry in flooded areas. In the 16th century, heels caught on in France after Caterina de Medici sported a pair for her wedding to Henry II in 1533. And it wasn't just women wearing them. Uh, Louis the Fourth, 14th. Sorry, I'm looking at um, Roman numerals. Louis the Fourteenth wore them to make up for his modest height. Uh, and early on, only the upper classes donned high-heeled shoes. So they were a bit of a stat- status symbol. But by the Victorian era, women of all classes wore high heels to keep their long dresses from dragging on the ground. 
in current times, just obviously... Just get shorter dresses. Yeah, I know. I don't, well, Victorian was a very modest time, but anyway. We're talking like current, an inch. Obviously, women don't have really long dresses, or generally don't. Also, the medical community now has a greater understanding of the health risks that come with wearing high-heeled shoes, including the often irreversible biomechanical effects of high-heeled shoe wear. Uh, So basically, they fuck up your feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why do women keep wearing them? Studies have shown repeatedly that women in high heels are perceived as more attractive than women in flat shoes by both men and women. Again, uh, we have a past show where I delve deeper into this, and basically because... I have a coworker. If no, you want sorry, to search don't. for it, it's called Professional Heels and Virtual Influencers. There we go. Uh, I had a coworker. She's a lovely person. And um, she, you know what? Just to, to be frank, she's objectively considered like mainstream pretty. But there are a bunch of women in my department that I also think would objectively be considered mainstream pretty. I'm not casting judgment. I'm just saying like, you know, by the, by the general norms, I would say someone would consider them quote unquote pretty. Um, but for some reason, one of them got more attention than others. Um, people would always like, just want to talk to her. People were always talking about how beautiful she was. And she also would get like a lot of opportunities. And I didn't know if I was crazy, but I felt like it was because she wore high heels. So I did, again, this is not, uh, it's not insulting her. Uh, I mean, she, she liked high heels. But she also admitted that they were very uncomfortable. But I was like, there's got to be something to it. Because, like, it's like she's worlds apart. And I feel like it's those heels. And some studies would show that it might be part of that. I'm not lessening her abilities. Yeah. But I'm just, like... There was such a stark contrast. I was like, I bet there's something, like, in a like subconscious that high heels do. So anyway, uh, let's go into a little bit about why high heels may make a difference for some people. Uh, researchers completed biomechanical analyses and found that high heels give women a more quote-unquote feminine gait. The raised heel. May- the woman's stride shorter and increases the rotation and tilt of the woman's hips. It is basically an exaggeration of femininity, and that may make high-heeled women more desirable to men, researchers suggest. Um, the next one, the next uh, hypothesis from a study, uh, suggests that male humans may have an evolved preference for women with a particular lumbar curvature. And wearing high heels mimics this optimal lumbar curvature. So apparently our female ancestors um, had issues with pregnancy if their center of mass in their body was not moved back over their hips. Um, The muscular fatigue and pain that these women likely experienced during pregnancy would have impacted the nutrition of both their unborn fetus and their other offspring. According to this theory, this made women without a certain lumbar curvature evolutionary less attractive as potential mates. As a result, a preference has evolved for women with a particular lumbar curvature that high heels seems to (laughs) present. Like, Um, like I'm not... I'm not a person who really, like, likes to talk about this kind of thing, but I do remember in high school people were like, 
oh my god, check out that girl's lumbar curvature. And yeah. I was like, it's not appropriate to talk about that sort of stuff, you know? Oh. And they're like, come on, it's just locker room talk. <laughs> I, yeah. I, to this day, still just trying to attain that sweet, sweet lumbar curve. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, our third, uh, our third hypothesis is some researchers suggest that high heels seem to be a form of sexual signaling by females. I don't like this one. These researchers showed a photo of either an attractive, I'm sorry, a quote-unquote attractive (laughs) or quote-unquote unattractive man to study participants. Mm -hmm. They then, oh, the study participants were female female identifying. Um, They then asked the participants if they were to go on a date with the man in the photo, which shoes they would prefer. Preferences for high heels were much greater when the woman was imagining a date with the more "quote unquote" attractive man. Gotcha. Okay. That the <laughs> description of that whole thing really had me off for a bit, but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> okay. So basically, women were showed pictures of men, and when the man was perceived as "quote unquote" hotter, the woman was like, "Oh, I'd wear high heels. Fuck that." Um. And now I'm gonna go into two. One of these I knew about, and one I did not, and I found very jarring. But two instances um, in the world where high heels have been mandatory for females in certain settings. Mm. Um, what I'm about to talk about, I want to talk about the Ukrainian military. This is specifically around one event, and I don't think has any place in anything now, now that Ukraine is actually in the middle of a war. So just know that this was written a couple years ago. Yeah, but it still remains true. Uh, But basically, Ukraine's Ministry of Defense required women from the Ukrainian armed forces to march in high heels during a parade in 2021 to mark the 30th anniversary of independence from the Soviet Union, prompting criticism that the move was harmful to the health of the soldiers. I looked at pictures. There were not stilettos. They're definitely high heels, and they're not high heel boots. And, like, I don't know, if you lift your foot real high in a heel, I feel like the shoe can also just come off. But also, like, nobody marches in high heels. So I was just, like, I was, like, so disturbed by that. Um, Anyway, so lots of criticism came uh, at this announcement. But rather than scrapping the high heel shoes entirely, Defense Minister Andrei Taran, I don't know how to say that, uh, instead announced that they would come up with a new model of footwear. Uh, The Minister of Defense said it would give female soldiers, quote-unquote, more comfortable heels with a different kind of lacing. Uh, following the sexism outcry over its decision to train troops to march in this high-heeled footwear. So he wasn't like, no, they won't march in heels. I'll give them sensible heels. Uh, And he said that these new shoes had lacing that would better hold the shoes while walking. And they had lower, more comfortable heels. So the picture I saw, I wonder if that's the the reworked heels. I really wonder what the initial plan was. Um, and he also added um, that if the if the soldiers have a positive experience while testing this model of shoes, it would become part of the ceremonial uniform for all female members of the military. Oh boy! I will say. I'm not actually sure. I'm not sure when, you know, 
testing was complete uh, <laughs> in proximity to when they actually, you know, started what started having to fight a war against Russia. So I don't have the answer as to whether or not they chose to keep those shoes. Although I'll also but, I'll, I'll add to this that it looks like none of the clothes that anybody wears in their like formal get up as a soldier looks comfortable. Which is not I, to say that these women should have to endure additional discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I will, in case it's not clear, it's not like they're supposed to fight in high heels, but still yeah. they're supposed to march in parades and shit with high heels, which is kind of like a, a big deal. And if, you know, if you've seen marching, it's not walking, it's like high need marching. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a lot. Um, also, um, I knew about this one before because it made headlines quite amount, uh, quite, a bunch of times, uh, the Cannes Film Festival in France. In 2018, actor Kristen Stewart was attending the festival's premiere of Black Klansmen when she ditched her sky-high Christian Louboutin pumps midway through walking this, excuse me, while walking the red carpet. She would. Yeah. This move instantly made headlines. Uh, and that is because the festival has a long-standing, though granted unofficial, rule that women must wear high heels on the red carpet. And many saw Kristen Stewart's impromptu uh, undressing as an act of defiance. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was impromptu, Marissa. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Again, the policy is not written in stone. It's an unspoken rule. But it's become clear... Not even written in paper. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) uh, But it's become clear the years that women wearing heels... Uh, are more welcome than those wearing flats. Some examples include uh, Asif Kapadia, the director of the Amy Winehouse documentary Amy, wrote in a tweet that his wife had been barred from a premiere, um, although apparently she was let in later after it started uh, because her heels weren't high enough. So she was already wearing heels. <laughs> they weren't like fucking sky-high stilettos. And Valeria Richter, a Danish producer said that she had been stopped four times on her way into Gus Van Zandt's The Sea of Trees and that she had opted for flats because part of her left foot had been amputated. <laughs> God. Um, and in 2015, apparently several women were denied access to the Carol premiere for wearing flats. Um, because of a lot of outcry and uh, criticism you know, by journalists and some high-profile people, including Emma Stone, Julia Roberts, and Kristen Stewart. The the rules are getting a little bit more lax, but, like, the festival's, like, true stance is still a bit murky. Heels are still encouraged. Hmm. Um, but apparently those who wear flats will not be completely turned away <laughs> from, from now. <laughs> Lucky You'll then. just have to wait until everybody else goes in, and then we'll let yeah. you in when all the cameras are off. <laughs> <laughs> and while that is the end of my research, I will say after this, it really made me like take a look at myself and say, why would I wear those shoes to the wedding? Like, just because it's going to be a rich people's wedding, so I feel like I got to show them I have fancy shoes, but that I should be uncomfortable the whole time just to achieve that. Yeah. But also, <laughs> shit, I barely know these people. Like, who cares? Um, also, like, if you have to have a backup pair of shoes, or if you need to consider whether or not someone needs to escort you everywhere, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it made me realize I was being silly and stupid and a bit like not uh but on the other hand you do have this pair of shoes may as well wear them someplace (laughs) but but I think they're best worn to like dinners because there's dinners don't last much more than um, a few hours although if you get drunk then it's just worse once I was at um, a restaurant and I drank three margaritas and I said, let's mm. take an Uber. And my boyfriend was like, no, I don't want to waste the money. And I was like, oh, this I'll- is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Didn't he have to carry you? <laughs> yeah. On his back. <laughs> and then like, I looked, I wasn't like blasted. I just didn't want to walk all that in the shoes, but I, it made it look like I was blackout drunk and he had to carry me home. Also, I'm not that heavy, but I'm heavy enough. <laughs> And it was like, he had to walk like 20 minutes with me on his back. So, uh, yeah, these shoes are crazy a little bit. I anyway. Don't, I, like, I just started to, like, when you hit the end there, I was like, okay, let me see. Like, the question I would ask is, like, why would some women choose to wear high heels? Just in general? Or, like, the mega expensive, mega... Like, there's a woman who works down the hall from me, and she wears super high heels every single day. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, like, what's up with you? (laughs) And she is, like, if she didn't have the high heels on, she would be, like, three inches shorter. And even with the high heels on, she's still pretty short. So I'm like, okay, so she's, like, in a way sort of projecting a, a larger sort of presence by wearing these high heels, but... Then I see sometimes super tall people wearing high heels, and I'm like, why are you wearing high heels? <laughs> it's just like, it's a thing that confuses me. And then I worked with a guy who like got all horny for high heels, and I was just like, why does... So <laughs> there's just a lot about the high heel that I'm just kind of... Uh, you know what? I think one of the many things that people can take away from this podcast is there are some things that we will expose you to, but we don't understand either at the end. And it's not our place to make you understand. <laughs> well, there are a couple things that I can tell you. I do know this is why some women wear high heels. This is definitely not the the, the definitive list. But like you said, it could be because they're short and they want to be taller. Um, some women something like have a foot condition where wearing flats actually hurts them. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think this might in and of itself be caused by wearing high heels. But my mother can never wear a flat shoe. It will hurt her feet. Um... Also, some women just become very used to high heels. So then flats just, again, they don't feel right to them. But again, why did they start in the first place? Um, I will say, myself personally, I love a combat boot with everything. With Sally Oaks and I, (laughs) with every situation. However, so I have a really bad, like, bloating problem, and my stomach juts out a lot. And um, it's hard to find, like, really billowy, nice-looking women's dresses. So sometimes I have to wear something that's, like, a little more form-fitting. When you wear a high heel, it, like, restructures your silhouette so -hmm. your stomach isn't jutting out as much. Like, it kind of, like, pushes your hips back and some shit, and it kind of, like, makes you a little bit thinner, so it makes, like, dresses not look, like, bad. So, like, that's why sometimes I'll maybe be like, ooh, a larger hero would, like, make this bloat seem more like it's not existent. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, the reason. Monica Sweet, blogger, um, and updated with latest fashion trends and style on Cora, uh, she just set me straight. 
she said, mm-hmm. your presumption that high heels are painful is wrong. Not all women are alike, and no two heels are the same. I don't know if she means shoes or if she means, like, actual heels <laughs> of a human. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean every high heel is uncomfortable. Yeah, I yeah. do apologize. No, I, just, I, I sort of like, like when I see somebody in like probably like four inches or higher, I'm just thinking like, whoa, what is up? <laughs> I struggle with anything above a three and a half inch heel. Like well, when I buy Monica, I Monica high wears high heels five inches or more every day for 10 okay. hours straight. And I don't have pain or the hurt that you are suggesting. Yes, I do get pain sometimes, especially when the shoes are new or some of the shoes which are made fashionable but not well made. I don't oh. know if Monica's Amer like an English speaker. <laughs> well, this is here see, now you bring up a point that I didn't I didn't add in because I don't know if it was self explanatory. But a podiatrist said that you should never have to quote unquote break in a shoe. If it is uncomfortable from the start, you need a different shoe. Yeah. Like that's just, like, you either have the wrong side or that shoe is not made for comfort. Like, a lot of women do have this thing. I've had to, I've had shoes where I'm like, oh, these will be fine after I break them in. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not a thing that you should be doing, according to podiatrists. Like, that just means, like, no, it's not right. And also, maybe you're used to heels. Again, I'm yeah. not demonizing heels. I have a whole bunch of heels. But there's also, podiatrists are saying that these these very high heels that are made without comfort in mind are probably doing long-term damage to you in time. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-heels. I own like a thousand heels. I'm just saying like sometimes I just wear uncomfortable things that I don't think, I don't stop and think like, why the fuck am I doing this? For Monica, she feels very awkward walking in flat shoes. For most casual walks, she will wear wedges that are five, four to five inches high. Wow. So I think her feet are constantly pointing down. That's interesting. I mean, but um, but yeah, it's kind of a thing that I didn't really think about. Yeah, like you know, different people have different types of feet, and maybe some feet just work better in a in a high heel. Um, uh, there is an additional question on here that says, "I like wearing high heels. I wear them every day. Why do why do women look at me like they hate me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I. This is okay, guys. I am very <laughs> related questions. My boyfriend insists I wear five-inch heels all day. If I do oh not, he withholds sex. How can I explain the pain Whoa. of wearing such high heels all day? <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, girl, don't yeah, get counseling. Get... That's the answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, I recently heard of two men that said their girlfriend can't weigh more than 110 pounds. Which I was like, what do you fucking give her a weigh in every fucking day, you psychopath? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, what was he saying? Oh, wait, what was the first one you said? The first question? Oh, oh uh, about people hating the yeah. person who's wearing the high heels. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm, again, this is like generalizing, but they're probably getting more attention if they're wearing higher heels because, like, that's just. I don't know what because part of their of because of their tiny little sexy feet. <laughs> uh, no, like because your gait is different, and it's just like Ooh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that gait. 
it's considered more quote unquote feminine. Oh, you're so uh, feminine. So it's just like, yeah, if you, it's in a room, I mean, I would love to see, I don't know. I would love to see some totally, some totally problematic studies where like quote unquote attractive and unattractive people are all in a room, but the quote unquote unattractive people are wearing heels. Oh, see. here's one. Twins. One's in flats, one's in heels. The heels one is definitely going to be considered more attractive. Says I'm you. not saying okay. I'm just saying that is what society has done. <laughs> also, uh, another point, the girl who I knew who used who always wears heels and says she doesn't feel comfortable in flats, she used to dance ballet, so I wonder if that has anything to do with it, too. Yeah, like, um, uh, quickly, like one of the things on Google came, that came up from Wikipedia was about Argentinian dancers and how they wear two to four inch heels <laughs> while they're dancing yeah oh wow that's crazy um yeah so there's there's lots of reasons and again like don't call in and say like speak for yourself heels are comfortable again i wear heels i'm just saying about it's basically just a comment on how women just wear uncomfortable things without a second thought all the time and, and if why. we go in the complete opposite direction like, I'll have students who come to class in slippers. Why? Because yeah. slippers are comfortable. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we could strike a balance here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so, any final thoughts, Pete? No, this, um, this opened my brain in a way that you may not have expected, which is that maybe these heels aren't uncomfortable for everybody. They look uncomfortable to me. And well, I, what? when I see somebody in flats, I think that person cares about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I don't like the way most. I do like. Mm, you know what? I, I don't even wear like straight up flats anymore. Usually, I wear like an Oxford, but it has like a slight heel. I don't like the way flats look. They make your foot look like a, like a dumpy sack. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Sack foot. It's going around. <laughs> I don't Hashtag like Sackfoot. <laughs> um, shit, I keep losing my train of thought because I'm so, like, tired. I had something else I wanted to say. What were you saying? I was what? saying Sackfoot. <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, that I thought that everybody who was wearing the high heels, like, I thought that they must be uncomfortable for everybody. And uh, oh. so, in a way this sort of helped me with non-duality. It's not that they're comfortable or uncomfortable. It's that this person is choosing to wear these shoes and it is their decision to wear those shoes. And it's also I mean, their decision, I, I, Marissa, to bring another pair of shoes with them. <laughs> I don't fault anyone for their choice to wear comfortable, uncomfortable, high heels, whatever, of any of any height. I will say that... Marissa's I, not withholding sex from anybody no. because of the shoes they're wearing. <laughs> I will say my friend, Teresa, if you listen to this, this is not a judgment. This is just a, a, a further comment on how much some women work to wear high heels. Uh, she said that in preparation of getting these red bottoms, she's been doing, like, calf exercises to strengthen yeah, her calf. That's smart. Which I was like, oh, maybe if I had stronger calves, it wouldn't be so hard. So, yeah, I guess it depends mm, yeah. on the woman and strong, the way they're... Strong calves. <laughs> yeah. And they're... <laughs> That. So, Pete, did I need plugs? 
Uh, before we get to plugs, I do want to apologize. I feel like I've done a lot of uh, foot fetish shaming this episode, and uh, you know, you do you, okay? Yeah. Plugs. I wanted to plug something that's been around for a bit. I've used it before, but now I wanted to like actually highlight it because I've been watching a lot of things on IMDb TV, mm-hmm. which you can get through Amazon Prime for free. Um, okay. But I told you guys about how much I love uh, older, like moderately old, I guess, canceled television shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know that you're going to find anybody else who's going to say something like this. There's a show on IMDb TV called Motive, and it is a Canadian show that was four seasons long, and it was on the USA Network in America at 10 o'clock at night, and sometimes I would miss episodes. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, man, I'd love to, to watch that streaming again. And I'm not joking when I say that for years, maybe like once every few months, I'd be like, where is motive streaming? And it wouldn't be <laughs> streaming anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to buy it from Amazon because I know I already saw it. But um, now it's on IMDb TV. And motive oh, I- motive is this show where they tell you who a victim is and who the killer is at the beginning. And then the whole show becomes figuring out the motive of why the, the killer did it. They also have a show on there that was on the History Channel. I don't watch the History Channel, but... Apparently, the History Channel had a show called Project Blue Book, which is like... Oh, I didn't know that. Which, the the show is fiction, okay? <laughs> Based yeah. on nonfiction, but it is fiction. And um, it's about people investigating UFO claims and stuff like that, so that's pretty fun. Um, yeah. So, it's it's free, but it does have commercials. So, But it also gives you that old school feel, like when you used to watch TV, and it would have commercials. I'm sorry, where did you say it's streaming? IMDb TV. Oh, I missed that you said that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. That's streaming. Um, and I wouldn't so- tell you about it unless it was free. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I also yes. want to plug Marissa's upcoming uh, <laughs> reviews on Patreon. Um, I do try to put Marissa's reviews out on Mondays. And so there's going to be one coming up this Monday. It's the following Monday that I'm very excited for you all to hear about. Did you hear it yet? Or you're, oh, yeah. I, I cut it together and put it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, I'm glad you liked it. I feel like mine are generally kind of weak. But, yeah. That, I, again, it I exactly, am sorry. It was exactly what I wanted. Good. Guys, I'm drunk at the end of that one. So tune in to hear <laughs> like um anyway kind of sounds a lot like she does now <laughs> yeah i'm not drunk now but man that's one of the reasons why i don't listen to my own podcast besides the fact that why would you listen to your own podcast but because i realize how because we I need the downloads I mean, oh that's true okay um <laughs> excuse me so i'm gonna plug something that i considered reviewing but <laughs> Oh, God. How do I word The topic of the first episode is so controversial. Definitely, like, it either gets you or you don't. You either get the joke or you find them wildly offensive from episode one. And I reviewed review episode one. And I didn't even know how to 
discuss the subject matter in a way that wouldn't be like, what the fuck? But anyway, I'll get to what it's about. But uh, Bust Down, which is a show, mm-hmm. unfortunately, on Peacock. But man, it is so good. I would pay for Peacock. I don't pay for Peacock. I take someone else's. But I would pay for it for a month just to watch all the episodes. It is a show uh, featuring Chris Redd from SNL, Langston Kerman, some comedian lady that's really funny whose name I don't remember, and some other guy. Uh, and it's basically, it was likened to Always Sunny in Philadelphia with an all-black cast. Like, it's really raunchy, it really pushes the limits, but it's an ensemble comedy that is fucking hilarious. And the reason why I chose not to review it was that the first episode was hilarious, but dealt so heavily with sexual abuse. And I was just like... I don't even know how to say this because they do a wonderful job of making it funny, but if I say it wrong, it'll mm-hmm. seem like I find a very problematic episode very funny. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have Peacock, I recommend it. Bust Down. If you can get a Peacock trial, I recommend it. But again, um, yeah, if you're easily offended, maybe don't watch it. But uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, he's been talking it up on uh, My Mama Told Me, Langston, Kerman, and uh, love that podcast. It's not all about looks, but I just want to let y'all know. Sometimes you listen to a podcaster and you picture them one way and they're totally different. And oftentimes you consider them, because you like their voice, you consider them way hot in your own standards. And then you see them and they don't live up to that. (laughs) Langston Kerman, in my mind... Complete opposite situation. ...was not attractive. <laughs> Holy fuck, he's a very attractive man. <laughs> I had no idea. Anyway. Um, We're still at 4.8 stars with 22 ratings on iTunes, so or Apple Podcasts, so we appreciate that. Um, we still got one dumb dickhead who gave us one star. <laughs> fuck. So uh, keep those five stars coming. We appreciate that. Yeah, we really do. Thank you. Marissa, uh, how can people call us? You can call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. Uh, remember, we will not pick up the phone. It'll just be a voicemail. And you can also send a text to that number if you don't want to talk. You know, voice, excuse me, voicemail. Uh, you can slide into my personal DMs at Risk Vandal. Pete, where, they can, where can they email us? Uh, we are accepting emails at shout at yallheard.me. They also, we won't, we won't pick up if you email. <laughs> <laughs> My phone will make a very alarming noise during the middle of the day at work. <laughs> All right. And uh, we will certainly, in both cases, be happy to share some of that on the phone or on the podcast. <laughs> We also do have a link on our website, yallheard.me, where you can suggest topics and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if you have any ideas, let us know. We'll be happy to sort of look into them, see what we can do. Uh, I believe we still owe uh, Michael Dominic an episode on the Escapades. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just wanted to let everybody know that we appreciate our lovely Patreon contributors. We got our Michael Venos. We got our Michael Stinson, our Michael Dominic, 
our uh, Michael Pedley. We got a lot of Michaels out there, guys. And- we got Pete Phillips. <laughs> and we have Cassie. <laughs> we got Alex and we got Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. Um, Patreon. Patreon? Patreon. Pa- patron. <laughs> oh. Eddie Pepitone calls it Patreon, and I'm like, is he joking? I can't tell. <laughs> oh, God, I hope he is. But, yeah, thank you very much, Cassie. So thanks, everybody, for listening and for being supportive. And, uh, you know, if you ever need some support, give us a call. Um, like like we said, we will not answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we could, we could certainly try to, you know, talk you up here on the pod. Yeah. Give you a lot of your support. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi.